4: Welcome
5: to Tuesday Afternoon's Late Lunch on LMFM Radio on this absolutely gorgeous Tuesday here in Ireland. I hope you're really, really enjoying the weather that's to run into the weekend at least. Maybe a little change coming from next Monday, but up till Sunday, it's looking cracking. Isn't it great to have it? I wish it had last at the end of September, to be honest with you, but there you have it. Welcome to the show this afternoon. Lots of guests and chat as usual, mixed with music and more besides. I'll be telling you more about my Arts of the Week, The Spice girls and our two on Tuesday is a very special one this Tuesday and we will be remembering Olivia Newton-John on the show and I have a family pass to give away for the Dublin Horse Show which is on from the 17th to the 21st of August, that's next week and into next weekend uh, at the RDS, it's a lovely prize and I have some passes to give away on the show for the remainder of the week, I'll tell you more about that in a few moments time but first I want to uh, say that my next guest. well, when you talk about acts of kindness, this in my book is the supreme act of kindness. When somebody actually offers their best friend the roof over their head to fund treatment for their best friend's son. It's remarkable. I'm delighted to welcome to the show this afternoon, Gordon Kenny and his best friend, Gene Woods. Welcome to the show, folks. Hi there! Thank Hello, you Jerry. both. Thank you both for joining me, Jean. I'll start with yourself. Lovely to talk to you again, Jean. We've spoken in the past about yeah, your I lovely did. your lovely boy Stephen and his diagnosis of uh, brain stem cancer. Will you just bring us up to date, please, from the last time we spoke? He had had the operation. He was back home with you, and you were researching treatment abroad. What's happened?
2: Well, we were researching treatment abroad, and we got accepted in Texas. And from looking at him I thought he was doing well and we were well set to go to Texas he had 10 centimetres of a tumour in January and they removed 95% of it and he was doing really well up till April and then we, were, we went over to Texas and we were only in Texas 48 hours when Stephen went into two large uh, seizures and into a coma and I near lost him and they weren't giving me much hope, they told me to fly back to Ireland and get radiation and chemo and you might get an extra four months and then use Dr B because that's the trial that we went over for to use him as a plan B. Mm. So, of course, I was so obsessed and didn't know what to do and I got straight on the phone to Gordon and Gordon to follow what you said you were going to do and go to Dr Brzezinski and go on the trial. So Stephen's tumour was back to 12 centimetres. So uh, we've went to Dr B and Stephen has started his treatment he's been on treatment for 15 weeks this course for common mm. and uh, he's doing really really well he's cycling he's doing push ups he's you know he's doing a few wee haircuts you know you, you always wanted to be a barber he's doing really really well but we have to wait for the MRI results until the 17th mm.
5: and that'll and, tell more than at that stage
2: that it's all or nothing and you know if you say I feel sick it's like my stomach's like a twin tub it's going both ways it's like my nerves are shattered because like I thought we've put our all into this and then Gordon's went and put up his home for a raffle because the extra cost of the medication, we originally knew it was $17,000 a month. But now there's other medication needed as well. And it is in prescription in Ireland, but Ireland won't give it along with the other medication. So we're flying out to other countries because the prescription was $40,000 in the USA for a month. But for flying out to Turkey and taking the rest of the medication in, because Ireland won't give it, and we're going to run out of the GoFundMe. So at that, Gordon suggested that he'd put his uh, apartment up for raffle.
4: No, no, just it's to mean,
5: just to explain this: is he on both uh, treatments now? Is he on both?
2: Yeah well, well there's the Dr. Brzezinski medication Yes
5: it's
6: the
2: pump that goes into yes. his heart Everybody sees the photographs on Facebook yep. With the bum bag hanging around right Yes on. of course That's his pump that goes in with all his medication But there's a prescription of oral medication That yep. he needs with that And then he needs an Avastin infusion Every two weeks Okay of course, Ireland said that we can't really have two consulta- two consultants. Yeah. So Ireland said they're not turning their back on us. They, they will treat us, but they will treat us with the old school medication, chemo okay. and radio, and it's still a short life. But he does need the other oral prescription along with Dr B's, and that's where the medication, the, the bills have just started going up higher.
5: Okay. And have you got, you have, you have parts that he is on both. That's all I want to establish. Is he getting both at the moment? Yes. Great. Okay, so he's getting both, but the expense is enormous here. But just back to the point, you've seen real improvement in him.
2: Oh, massive, massive. I just I see the massive improvement in him, but I'm still so scared for the All yes. right, you know, yes. but I, I can see a massive improvement. Okay. I do his med- I administer his medication every day. I do his lines every day. I do everything I can, and he's doing well in his mental po- positive attitude. He's sure he's living with it. He's telling me, Mommy, there's fifty percent of my tumor gone." Mm-hmm.
5: I've heard, I've heard of people going to the ends of the earth, but you literally have for this boy.
2: Yeah, yeah.
5: And wouldn't any parent? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah, He's the baby, and. Mm. It's very, it's very like I can't even explain how scary it is. Like, you put your all into it and it all boils down to this MRI. We're booked to go back to Texas now, the 5th of September, mm. to go for the second load of uh, medication and hopefully, but like that, that all boils down to this MRI. We're getting that the 17th and asking everyone in Ireland of prayers and candles that morning because... It's just like the final countdown waiting for the 17th to come to get these results of the mm. MRI.
5: And is that the 17th of August or September? Yeah. 17th of August. Probably. So you'll have those yeah. results before the trip to we Texas. Go. Yeah, okay. I'd be
2: afraid to go to Texas again I because know. of the last I time. It, mm. I thought he was doing great the last
5: time. Well, let's bring your best friend, Gordon Kenny, into the conversation. Hello, Gordon. Hello, Jerry. How's things? Very good. Thank you for joining us on the show today. No this is an enormous... Uh, act of generosity. I say it again that you've done the roof over your head. You're putting up for a raffle for this boy. Why? Yeah, well, why? Why are you doing this?
1: Well, Jerry, look, we have been fundraising like crazy, and Big like, Jean is amazing. And when you see somebody grasping for their son so much and fighting, and nail for it, it's not a hard decision. But like. There's loads of people out there that would make that decision, but like a lot of people can't because they've they have to think of their kids and different things. I know kids, and at the end of the day, it just falls back on me, and that's just it. And Jean is an amazing person, amazing mother, has been through so much in her life, and you know, like she just she's just grasping, and this the only way we were thinking that later. I was just come up with I I seen this competition before; it's a great platform, and I was just like, it's a great opportunity to make 100,000 plus towards them and there's no other way it's very hard to make 100,000
5: euro Mm. so
1: it's the only way to generate that sort of money do you know,
5: and you're you after it. I'd say, may I say, at a, a decent time with where property prices are and have gone at this point. God knows what lies beyond this, but uh, the yeah. increase in value, of course, is a help to you uh, yeah. and this cause as well. So, what's the me- the mechanic behind it? You just buy a ticket. Is that it? How much are the tickets for it?
1: So the tickets for it are twelve. It's, it's ten pounds because it's a UK site, so it's converts to twelve euro. Okay. So, so, that's a pair ticket.
5: And that's it. 10 or 12 euro either or.
1: And you simply just have to log on to Rafael, sign up. You have to put in your email, make a password, and if you sign up with them uh, and then you can enter the competition. But it's that simple.
5: Now, other criteria? Do you need to sell a minimum number of tickets or what's the story?
1: There is a minimum set of tickets on the competition so it's 55,000
5: okay you need to yeah. sell that and once you yeah. sell that then your the competition goes ahead okay and what you're going to do is the the winner will receive uh, uh, the winner of the property uh, if you sell the 55,000 the winner will be the the new owner of the property should I say if there's less than 55,000 what will happen then
1: so what happens then the competition automatically goes into a cash prize now what happens there is, I nothing happens in my apartment. It just automatically stays mine. They, it goes into a 50% cash prize. Raphael obviously get a percentage of it for all the work and stuff over the last while. And they have agreed, because of the cause, that a percentage of that money will still go to Stephen and Jean, which they don't really okay. do. They they're do not taking or, the full or, amount. They're
5: not taking the full not. amount. Okay. Yeah,
1: so they will get... No matter what, there will be a certain amount of uh, money going to the fund.
5: So that's
1: amazing for them to even do it, which is great.
5: Okay. So what will happen is if the 55 isn't hit, 50% 50 of the revenue on ticket sales uh, will be... uh, will uh, explain that to me again, it will be the cash prize and the balance sure, then the will price. go to Stephen's treatment. Isn't that it? That's yeah. It. So yes. 50% um, cash prize, the balance then goes to yes. Stephen's treatment. How is it going? How, what it, It's underway and the ticket's selling.
1: It's started and it's starting to get its legs and stuff. And yep. like, I think we're up at, we're, could be about two and a half thousand now. So okay. we're, we're getting there. Like It just needs the word to get out there, hence the radio and papers and stuff like that. So, we just need the world to get out there. And anyone that thinks they can help us along the way to get that voice out there, get in touch with us. There's a page there, an Instagram page. It's, we have a new Instagram page also. It's Steve-O beating brain cancer. Okay. So that's uh, devoted to the competition. But obviously we still have Steve-O's journey to recovery as well. So, okay. But we have those two. They're both Instagram pages. And we're on Facebook with Steve-O's journey to recovery.
5: So, uh, as the uh, there, there is the
1: links there?
5: Yeah, yes, to check those pages out. Sorry, is the yeah. links there on those uh, social media pages to the raffle?
1: That will bring you straight on okay. to the raffle and That's... you sign up and buy a ticket or 10. <laughs> £10.
5: £10 pounds or 12, 12 euros cheap at the price of your to win this house. Exactly,
1: G- There's been competitions there lately yeah. and there are a lot more, and it could be 10 times the price. So it's a great opportunity for families to get together, maybe all bunch together and get a few group tickets and mm. you know. and
5: support this young man in that's his it. bid to yeah. be, to beat uh, this uh, cancer that he has uh, at the moment. Exactly. Um, I take it like you will have somewhere to live if this place raffles and goes. You'll make your arrangements. Will, You're indeed. not going to be out on the street, are you? No,
1: I'm not going to be. On oh, the that's street. all right. Yeah, I, I'm just looking after my dad and that at the minute. So I'm going to start fresh and it's it, it's a great opportunity for Jean and Stephen and look at uh, there's loads of people out there that would do it like obviously people have different lives and they have to think of their families and stuff like that it's just an opportunity that this is my responsibility falls back on me so we we're going to do it it'll be good yeah. and we just need people to get behind us and support us a little
7: Yeah, people yeah.
1: have been amazing they've been mm. unbelievable and it's only when you see something like this how people rally around they have been so so good and so supportive
5: Gene, back to you. Uh, it, it's some. So, it, it, I can't even describe it as a gesture. It's
2: some. I don't know. I don't know what mm-hmm. to say. I am just blessed with the best, I and mean, I don't know what I do without Gordon. I don't know how he hasn't run away from me. He's been through that much with <laughs> me. I honestly don't know how he hasn't got legs himself and run away because just when you think, you know, life's getting going to be okay, you know, then the you know, worst case scenario is stage four brain cancer and told look at home and make memories and told you know we understand you're a desperate mum and there's no cure for brain cancer but yes I can see my son getting back or I can't get the medication and my biggest fear is that I'm going to run out of funds and only Gordon sees me like that you know only Gordon can see the dying days you know you don't leave the house nobody sees you when you're in pieces and you're in the house crying and Gordon's the one that has to pick up the pieces all the time with me he's just a legend there's no uh, he's an heir to angel there's just no words for him he yeah. sat in the car parks with me when I wasn't allowed into Beaumont when Stephen got sick, he picked me up at the ground when I wasn't fit to walk and talk. From Stephen got sick, he's just been he's just been my angel. I don't know what I do without him and to even think of going to this length of putting up his apartment for Rosley. It's just unbelievable.
5: It's a story I've uh, I have to say, I have never come across anything like this before that and it shows the depth of love and uh, the my uh, world uh, yes. my world yes and that, that that he has for for you and, and your son I'm sure Gordon you're hearing this left right and centre from people uh, look at, it's great to hear
1: and it is look at it, that's not what it's about the main focus is Stephen right now and that's it it's lovely to hear and I appreciate it and look at Jean has been there for me through Thick and Tin throughout the year so that's what friendship's about and People are the same. You you can get it's just kind people. You have strangers that's so kind as well. So it's just about meeting the right people in the right circumstances.
5: Mm. Look, we wish you both well, and especially we wish Stephen uh, all the best, Jean, uh, with this big day coming up on the seventeenth of August. I pray, and I'm sure everybody does that the news is good for you.
2: Yeah I know everyone says oh he's looking well I don't even know why you're worried about the MRI he's doing great look at him he's living a normal life I don't know what you're worried about but of course like the told us in taxes there's a 85% chance that this will work and there's always that 15% chance for and because I've put my all into it like I can't, I don't go away from Stephen for a night or a day because no one else is trained in and doing his lines or his medication or anything I've put my whole heart and my whole life into this and I just don't want the wind to be taken out and say, "Is I need Stephen to get better and then, when we get the MRI and it's positive, then we can prove to maybe Ireland that this is this medica- oral medication is working. Maybe they could write out a prescription then, if to prove that it was working. Mm. I understand, no, but, yes.
5: I understand what uh, what you're trying to... You know, you're really doing your best for this young man and you only want to give him the best and every opportunity yes. and avenue you will explore to help him on this difficult journey that he's on. Just remind us again, Jean, for people listening today, at £10 or €12 Euro again where people can find out the information.
2: Yeah, and uh, R- Rafael of uh, Gordon would be better
5: telling me all that. Rafael. Come on, Gordon, then.
1: Come yeah, in again. So it's it's rafael.com. So if you go on to Steve-O brain cancer, it's on an Instagram page there. Yep. Also, so, and then if you go on to rafael.com and put in at Apartment Ireland, it'll come up.
5: It'll pick it up there for you It'll well. pick it up. Perfect, yeah. perfect, perfect. Anyway, thank you both for joining me today. Okay, uh, an enormous gesture, Gordon, I have to say. Enormous. And, Jean, we wish... Your son, Stephen, and yourself and everybody thank else, so all much, the Jerry. best. Thank, thank you for joining you. me on the show today. Bye, Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. That's uh, Jean Woods there. They, they do say it. You know, a mother's son. To the ends of the earth, I say it again. She's gone and is going for him to help him in any way she can. It's a difficult situation. And then her friend Gordon decides, here, look, I have this place. He, he will have a roof over his head. Let's try and use it to raise money because that treatment is massively expensive. And we know, uh, we know it's a hope and a hope and uh, it's one that is going to crystallise very quickly after the 17th of August and on into early September. And again, our thoughts are with them all the way. You're with Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. Yes, sending lots of love and prayers for Stephen from Kells, wishing him all the best says a listener. And there are other good wishes there as well. Uh, Hope uh, that the uh, money is... uh, Achieved, says another listener, and that lad gets the treatment that his mum desires, and so on and so on they go. Now, the Dublin Horse Show is back. It starts on the 17th of August and runs to the 21st. That's uh, next week and into the following weekend and it is such a fantastic experience family fun great food and drinks you can dress up when you go along there and of course there's the horse show itself and the uh, nations cup the highlight of the jumping but much more besides then just to mention uh, the very best dress day thursday the 18th of august now i have a family ticket and the family ticket is for two adults and three children to the dublin horse show would you like to go along here is the most difficult question. And before I give you the question, here's the number you need. 086 1800 658. That's a WhatsApp or text. Same number for WhatsApp or text. 086 1800 658. And here is the question. The horse show is staged at the RDS in Dublin. What does R, D and S stand for, please? RDS, what do those initials mean what are the words behind them what does rds stand for please it's a tough question it's an easy one it's a little puddin' of a question 086 1800 658 for that family pass to the dublin horse show next week and get your answers coming to us look louise i'm just looking at her here i'm looking at a picture of her and i still can't believe it when the news came through yesterday who am i talking about Olivia Newton-John. Look at the picture over there. She's absolutely stunning, stunning, isn't she? Mm. She really is.
8: Even in her 70s, she was oh my God. just as stunning
5: almost. She really was. And she kept herself so well. And, oh, God almighty, I can remember back to the days of Greece and the mm. big hits and all that went on around that and the phenomenon that it became, you know. And, you know, when you think about Olivia Newton-John, her background was country music, Louise.
8: Yeah, she sang Country Roads, didn't she?
5: Oh, listen, country music was Olivia Newton John, it really was. And, you know, the transformation in her for Greece, you know, yeah. as Sandy in Greece and starring opposite John Travolta. My word, mm. it changed mm. our life and the, yeah. the trajectory of our life altogether. She really was did.
8: everyone's darling, wasn't she? Mm,
5: she was, she was. Mm. And I saw a lovely message that John Travolta actually uh, posted yeah, last lovely. day. It was really touching what, what he had to say about her. But by God, did she battle for 30 years, 30 years breast cancer. She was diagnosed 30 years ago. Mm. And, you know, what
8: did you say from the minute I saw you? I was yours or something yes, like that, wasn't yes, it? Yeah. Yes,
5: absolutely. The words were, were really, really touching. But there's been such an outpouring of love uh, for her all over you know mm. w- without exception and uh, and every generation yes that's the thing about it she's transcended and did transcend the generations and I saw her I love the Bee Gees as I know and she, there's only one Bee Gees left now and one of their last concerts but there was three of them she was there in the front of the audience you know uh, adoring them and they it. adoring her mm. too you know what I mean for, for what she was but anyway there you go and anyway, we're going to be uh, we're going to have more about Olivia Newton-John through the afternoon here on Late Lunch but coming up after two on the show would you love it if somebody unfollowed you on social media well Judith Cuff has a brilliant new book out about it and she's joining me shortly but taking us up to news and we're the top of the hour it's Westlife stay with us on Late Lunch
6: I want to
0: know whoever told you I was letting go the only joy that I have ever known girl the will
5: Now, my next guest, well, we first came across her some weeks ago when she wrote a remarkable story in one of the national newspapers about herself and her husband totally changing career midlife. And then along comes our next book because, you see, she's become a writer. And this is book number five. It's called Unfollow Me. And I'm delighted to welcome Judith Cuff to Late Lunch. Hello, Judith.
9: Hi, how are you? Thanks for having me.
5: Not at all. You're very welcome to the show. Well, first off with this book, is the message really have no skeletons in the cupboard when you become this online massively followed person?
9: Well, I think it definitely would help if you didn't. But we're, none of us are perfect. So um, I think the message is probably that, you know, people delve beyond what you share and they always do. and And, you know, it's funny, even when I began writing, um, I remember having conversations with the publisher and with publicists and stuff. And they said, you know, at the end of the day, people are interested in what you write, but they're also interested in the person behind it. And um, I suppose, you know, as pe- we're nosy as people and we want to know everything. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, the message is, that people will go beyond what you share they always want more and i think that that can be very unfair for people in um you know instagram or or who are who have become these accidental kind of leaders mm. you know
5: You've been writing lately in conjunction with the launch of the book and very interesting article I I was reading uh, in recent days uh, that you've uh, been quoted in. And, you know, you talk about the whole area of social media, you know, people presenting an image and people then others having a go at them. Oh, that's fake. It's all made up. It's not real. But, you know, you got me thinking when I read what you had to say. It's really never been any different, even without social media, has it?
9: No, exactly. And I think, you know, that idea has always been there, you know, of people watching other people, you know, the, the proverbial curtain twitchers yes. and the keepers up with the Joneses and all this kind of stuff. So it's always been there. But, you know, I think where social media has changed, especially with people who have high followers and who are in the public eye, is that we now as, you know, as a public, we have direct access to them. And that's what's different. You know, um, before it would have been very difficult to send you know, a message or a text message to say a celebrity nowadays. We can go on to their Instagram pages, and you know, I'm not gonna, they don't necessarily read them all, but um, we could we we have access to everyone in the world practically. You know, so I think that's what's changed an awful lot, and I think we've become very you know, especially particularly in in recent years, we've become very judgmental with this. You know, somebody puts a foot wrong, and it's this you know, cancelled. Um, you know, we cancel people and, yeah. um, you know, it's a hard one. I'm, I, you know, I have I have huge sympathy for people who put themselves out there. And I think that's where the idea of the book came from as well of, you know, people who put themselves out there in any way, whether they're, you know, Instagrammers, whether they're actors, musicians, you know, presenters like yourself, writers like me. It's hard to do. It can be hard to do. And you can start to face a lot of criticism for it. But I, I was listening. It was funny. I was listening to a podcast the other day with Adele, the singer. And she said, you know, anyone really who puts themselves out into the public eye, they're, they're, even if they care to admit it or not, they are often people who, who in some way kind of crave acceptance. And then when they don't get it, if you know, sometimes it hits, hits them harder than it might hit the average person. And, um, you know, I explore that in the book with this girl, Eve. She, she's a very kind of unlikely, um, I mean, she looks the part, but, but her personality is very unlikely to, um, to um, you know, being a leader. And um, she does crave acceptance. And and I think when she doesn't get it from everybody, it really damages her. It really affects her. So Mm. I wanted to explore that side as well.
5: Mm, You certainly have. And and you do say, just coming back uh, to you and and your thoughts, and obviously we see now where the book has been uh, driven from or or, or come from. um, We all actually, in a way, uh, have an element of fakeness to us, don't we?
9: Of course. Listen, from, you know, the, the telephone voice, you yeah, know, <laughs> yeah. I don't know about you, but I remember my mom, my mom's voice got very posh. We slagger about it now, you know, it got very posh when she was answering the phone in the 80s, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, um, everything like, you know, I mean, half the time, um, you know, we you, anyone if I if I. On Instagram speaking, um, I mean, the hair is always brushed. I look half the time I go around here at home looking like I've just fallen out of the bed. So, you know, I think that none of us, we all have a persona that we put forward. Um, And I think, you know, we we need to be more accepting of that because with a lot of these, you know, media, kind of social media and that, it's their job. So, of course, they're going to put their best foot forward. I mean, of course you will. Um, But it's not what it's like all the time. And I think it's more... We need to, followers, if you like, um, need to accept that what you see on Instagram, what you see on social media, yes, a lot of it can be quite authentic, but it's also airbrushed, you know, it's Mm. a kind of a snapshot of life, it's not everything. Um, And I think in a lighter way, we need to be much more accepting of people. Um, Now, this book, there is a, 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 you know, a a very big backstory, which hopefully not everyone has who's on social media, but it just does bow the question, you know, um, you have to, if you're going to be prepared to put yourself out there, you have to be prepared for the questions that yes. come with it.
5: Yes, and that yeah. and that is the, is the nob of it. I love when you said take social media with a pinch of salt. Oh, good God, if we could all just uh, absorb those few lines for a moment and carry them with us. But you, you also say if someone doesn't bring out the best in you, well, it's best to unfollow them, you know, and, and that's a very good point to make
9: it is and you know what and then on the other side of things you know it's it's hard to be unfollowed yes. by somebody uh, for somebody who's a sensitive person you know you suddenly get unfollowed and it is almost a case of like i actually don't like what you have to say um so but then the other side is if you if you imagine somebody watching what you're saying and and, and speaking badly about you then it's better for you all just to kind of part ways do you know what i mean mm. on a social media point of view so yeah i think that is the message you know what and I mean, I've, I have people, I have friends who say oh, they, they often do a social media cleanse, you know, <laughs> <laughs> It's really but it's true. You know, if you're watching somebody and you're saying, oh, would you look at her? I don't like her or I don't like your man, You know, don't look at them. Just don't look at them because, you know, as, as my mom always says, as well as the posh telephone voice she would always say, if you've nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. And that is, you know, if if we all followed that advice daily, the world would be a better place, you know?
5: Sure thing. When you read comments like, uh, so relevant, this book, especially in the context of social media, the twists are amazing. It keeps you guessing till the end. I was in suspense. Do you look at those? Because it's just a parallel, what we're talking about with the social media. I'm sure you get a great Philip. Uh, Or do you read those reviews?
9: Yeah, no, I do. I do read them because you know what? Um, like when when it, when a book goes out, and especially this one, because this is my first book in print, and my other books are Amazon. Yeah. Um, you know what? You you are like you're kind of putting a little bit of your soul out there, and all the months of sitting in this exact position where I'm sitting right now, writing and perfecting and hoping and wishing and dreaming, and and there has been a lot of that with me because, as you know, we I started writing. When we were kind of down on our luck in life. And um, yeah, so it does. It gives you a boost. Now, you know, there's a, there's the other side of it that if you're gonna believe them, then you have to believe the negative reviews as well. But look, you know what? There's always gonna be somebody, you know, if, anyway, putting yourself out there in any way, there's always gonna be somebody who doesn't like you or someone d- doesn't like the book. I mean, there's books that have gotten rave reviews that just didn't do it for me personally, and, and I don't know whether that's just because you know you p- different people pick up different things from books so yeah i do i love re- i love hearing positive things of course i do and i do try and take on the negative ones they hurt you know they do i'm a sensitive person but i tr- i take them on and i try and take them into my next book you know and, and say right okay somebody didn't like something there let's try and, and change that so yeah, it's any. a growth process and yeah you yeah. have to like i mean i d- I turned the to- I turn the toys out of the prom for a minute.
5: <laughs> don't <laughs>
9: don't do all? It's <laughs> trapped.
5: Don't we all, don't we all Look, your, your story besides this Is, as I said, we were, were looking at you uh, And your husband as well From yeah. uh, the uh, article that appeared recently In the national media yeah. Yourself and Malcolm Reached a point in your lives Where there were, you were at a dead end You, you didn't have a lot of savings yeah. You had no money You were out of work the pair of you, And really, you flipped over From one set of careers To a totally new Because he was a banker Now he is a gardener in the demand i have to say and yeah. you uh are you still looking after the dogs besides the writing
9: no i'm not you know what it got it got so the two got so busy that i was i was i was i just i couldn't do both yeah so we kind of that was another decision that we sat down and made and he had he had he you know he was busier much much busier by then so we were much we were more stable mm. and he, you know he just said to me one day look you know what, if you really want to explore this and you really want to do it, just give yourself a couple of years and just do it. So, I mean, I wouldn't be able to have done it without him and that's the truth of the matter. He really did support me and as I supported him as well in his own dream. But it was it was a really hard time. And you know what, I, I look back at it and it doesn't seem that far away as well. So it's still quite fresh in our minds. Um, but it is amazing how... Um, you know, say from a Thursday evening to a Monday, how you can reinvent yourself, and it almost was that fast mm. because it had to be. There was no choice, you know. And and um, I didn't want to, um, you know, be reaching out to people. We we just said to ourselves, this this is our problem. We've got ourselves into this, so we have to get ourselves out of it. And we just turned to work. You know, I was talking to somebody last week about it as well. And it was grafting work. It was, you know, it was hard. Yes. It was physical work. He was working physical work. I was working physical work. And there was something really grounding about that, that it actually gave our minds time to think um, of what we wanted to to do. You know, we kind of just stepped out of the rat race and um, we were both, well, he had turned 40. I was nearly 40. And, you know, we kind of were considering if you're, we were thinking, if we're lucky, this is kind of the halfway point in our life, you know? Mm. And, um, we, we could have another 40 years. So let's do something that really makes us want to spring out of bed in the morning. And that's what we, where we both? It's nothing like what we thought we'd end up doing in life. Yes. Um, but we're both really happy. I mean, you know, it's, it's hard working for yourself is hard. um. but there's something very satisfying about it as well, because you really earn your money when you mm. work for yourself. You know, you yeah. really have to work hard and, and, and that's satisfying. And I'm glad my kids have seen us do it as well. Cause it kind of shows them, you know, the, the, I have two teenagers and one preteen, and it kind of shows them. You know what? There is loads of other livings out there than just say um, choosing to work. You know, in an office or in a bank or an establishment. Like you can go out there and, and do something a little bit left field and, and make it work. You know, so. Oh, yeah.
5: Yeah, um, you, you certainly have I'm going to come back to this uh, as I said down the road I was talking to your publishers and you and you know this as well with the two of you because I'd like to explore it more because I wouldn't do it justice in the time we have today to talk about all that happened and uh, the way it changed all of your perspective on life but I want to do one thing before I go today will you pronounce power washed for me
9: power washed
5: yeah Why? (laughs) Because I see you wrote to say, I still can't pronounce power wash to within an inch of life in that article you wrote. But you can. (laughs) I think you've practiced.
9: you know what? I think we I need to get the power washer out and do the dry <laughs> You <right> haven't,
5: today. <laughs> you haven't, you haven't. You see that? With a bit of work, it proves what you said. A bit of hard graft or a little bit of graft. And you get it spot on. Anyway, congratulations on the book, Unfollow Me. It's called by Judith Cuff. It's available everywhere at the moment. And you will enjoy because I see her readers are waxing lyrical about it at the moment. We'll talk to you down the road and himself as well. Is that okay?
9: I'd love to. Thank you so much.
5: Thanks, Judith. Appreciate it. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's Judith Cuff. They have a remarkable story, the way their lives changed on their heads. And uh, we'll come back to it on Late Lunch, I promise you. And we're coming back to something that happens at this time every Tuesday on Late Lunch in a few minutes. It's your two on Tuesday on the way. Well, it just had to be this one, hadn't it, today for a two on Tuesday. It was nominated for an Oscar as Best Original Song back in the late 70s. It was released in 1978. It went to number two in Australia, three on the US billboard in America and in the UK, which is the chart we reference every week. Again, it made number two, but just fell short of becoming number one from the soundtrack of the movie Grease. It is Olivia Newton-John. Two on Tuesday, it just had to be Miss Olivia Newton-John we hopelessly devoted to you Never made it to the top spot, but her uh, at number two Not just in the UK, but in other places around the world too And I have to say a big thank you to my good friend Eddie Joyce Who's always on the ball when it comes to music And thanks Eddie for the steer on that one today Much appreciated Louise, you loved it I saw oh, you in yeah. there singing your head off I'd say
8: everybody was screaming the... the her head's off to that one. Some range. No, Incredible voice.
5: just a beautiful, beautiful singer. Really, really was. And uh, when you listen back to that song as well, it's so beautiful and brings back, I'd say, so many memories mm. to many, many people. But it didn't make Can't number one. That. Well, have you the number one there for me? Will you just give a little spin do there? Do I have to? Yeah, and okay. it's up. To, do you have to? Go Please. On. This is the song that kept Olivia... From the number one in the UK. There was a
6: lot of rotten going on that night. Cruising time for the young brave lads. Just down past the gas house by the meat factory door, the five lamp boys were coming on strong. It's only eight o'clock, but you're already bored. You don't know what it is,
1: but there's gotta be more. You better find a way out. Hey, kick down that door. It's a rat trap.
5: Alright Louise, alright Louise, we'll we'll take her down to that spot there. I love that song. You don't
8: before the show I said to you what did I say? She was robbed. She was robbed. <laughs> it's a rat <rock> trap. <laughs> but the music actually when you ah, played it, when it you it's very lively. To it.
5: It really is. And mm. it was a huge number one. And I know for us little Irish like chaps music. at the time, when the boom turn rats went to number one in the UK, Louise, we won the <laughs> World <said>. Cup. <laughs> yeah, we won the World Cup in Ireland. We had an Irish group, top of the pops, number one on Thursday nights on the BBC. It was unbelievable. But I have to say, Olivia's song mm. is beautiful, yeah. but a completely different genre, too you know Rat Trap oh, and that yes. was totally you know and I'd say you know Rat Trap was a massive hit for the rats and hugely popular at the time and really set them on their way mm.
8: it, 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 I, I like the beat to that and the yeah. music to that yeah but I probably wouldn't play that again for ten. You know, I wouldn't. Maybe yeah. every ten years. Whereas the other one, you'd know <laughs> in your head like. You get me,
5: Mr. Geldof. There's no royalties coming from our Louise. Once in ten years, you're going to get your few cents. Oh, well, for d- you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I know. I know. It's I, not know a I know. One I'd say. go back. Yeah, to yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I regularly. What you're saying. Anyway, folks, what do you think, Rat Trap or Hopelessly Devoted? If you'd like to just tell us what rocks your clock, the number one or the two on Tuesday this week. Should it have been number one? Let us know. We love to hear from you. Oh. 286-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. Send your messages to us on the show. And we're not finished with Olivia Newton-John by any means because we have a lovely story mm. with a real local twist to tell you and ken murray is going to tell it to you on late lunch after three this afternoon Uh, and of course we have the spice girls to continue their story in words and song yes i'm with louise jerry olivia for me all the way says a listener there there's more of them i'll come back i'm just spot that one popping in there as we speak we're on the road he's had a little summer holiday and he's back with us tony condon lovely to talk to you again
10: Thanks, Jerry. Pleasure to be back, yeah.
5: Thank you for joining me on the show. And just before we bring on James Brooks, we're going to chat about Opel. And Opel, in your book, Tony, give us a few words about the, the brand and their models. Well,
10: they're, they're on a the charge at the moment, basically. Uh, a charge being, despite the semiconductor shortage and all that, what they had to do was rebuild a lot of things within Opel. There's the new managing director now is handled, of course, by the PSA group own Opel at the moment so there's plenty of money there for research and development and now we're, we're seeing proof of that on our roads today with the new Astra the Grandland that was mentioned earlier and of uh, a, a course and a lot more on its way too
5: It's so, always so been a popular mark hasn't it Tony in Ireland? It has and, and, and the
10: MD is part of uh, well he's, he's a relatively young man he's still part of the of the true Arnold LeBron times like when, when when Opel was up there at one stage at number one in the market and mm. then it kind of fell down because they didn't have research and development uh, and, and James went on to Kia and of course you know we know how Kia, what he done for Kia. The other aspect is that they hadn't got the research and development money they were now to have and being part of the Puget Citroen Alliance and all that uh, PSA group it's, it shows.
5: Let's say hello to James Brooks who is the MD of Opel. Welcome to the show James.
4: Hi
5: Tony, how are you doing? Thanks for having me on. Not at all. Anyway, yeah, uh, you jump ship from Kia to Opel, <laughs> so you have you have a lot of experience. You were MD at Kia there for a time as well. Is it a big change? You know, when you're MD of one uh, well recognised brand as well, I have to say Kia here in Ireland. Now they've come a long way, and you moved to Opel. What's the are the different challenges?
4: I suppose well, there's always a, a challenge. The challenge is an opportunity. I was with Opel for 11 years before I went. Okay. For 14 years. So I was lucky. I knew some of the staff were still here, but there's an awful lot in common. Some of the dealers are in common. The banks that we deal with are are common. The journalists that we deal with are, are the same. The guys that deliver the cars are the same. And more importantly, is it's the customers. You know, our dealers and the people buying our cars. They're the they're the most important people. But each of the I started out in Kia. And I remember people thought I was mad. And they said to me, James, what do you know about furniture? And I said, to them, I don't know anything about furniture, but I know a bit about motor cars. It's not Ikea. It's, <laughs> uh, cars. Thankfully, Opel, I suppose, you look at it, it's a, it's a journey as well, as Tony said. But the, the brand recognition at the start of this journey is far greater than the brand recognition that would have been at the start of the previous journey. Mm. And I think heritage is very, very important uh, to have. You know, we can go out to a customer and we can say Astra, and they know straight away that it's yes. an, Opal, uh, an Opal Astra. You know, so there are similarities, uh, obviously, along the line that otherwise they wouldn't have had me here. But it, you know, it's a, it's a great opportunity, and I think there's a big difference working for a, a manufacturer and uh, as a, dis- a private distributor. I'm actually working for a manufacturer. That's probably my greatest. Uh, different the reporting
5: line. Yes. You know the way you you uh, go looking for a car nowadays and you go into a dealer, and dealers are no longer exclusive. You know, Opel can be sitting on the, the four-car court beside other models as well. What, what's your take on that from somebody who's in the business a long time?
4: Well, I suppose it came in a few years ago. There was a thing called block exemption, which was to allow dealers to not be exclusive. Now, certain brands may like to, to do that, but ultimately, I suppose it's giving the customer a, a, a greater choice. Mm. I suppose a lot of their research is done on the internet before they actually get to a dealership. So I suppose when it came in, it was great to have a, 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 for a dealer to have a greater line-up of cars, for a customer to have a greater line-up of cars to see when we call it the go-tire-kicking. But actually, in the last few years, with the explosion of the internet and everything, a lot of people have made up their mind what they would like to buy and it's just a case of visiting uh, that, that particular dealership and what is the price, what's the customer service that you're going to give me
5: and so on. And when you talk about uh, models and you've mentioned the Astra and Tony mentioned others as well. Uh, what's the situation with availability like now? Because we've been hearing with shortage of components, etc., dealers are struggling to, to meet demand with new cars.
4: Well, this year the, the market is back about 3%. We'll finish around 100,000 units, passenger units versus about 103,000, 104,000 last year. It goes through um, phases. I think July was a busy month, albeit that it was smaller than last year. And a lot of it has been delivering cars that people had ordered in April,
6: May mm, and mm. June.
4: Um, It's probably a little bit slower now because you know the way the world is, people are taking their time to make those decisions. Their holiday is probably their number one choice. But I I do look at it very simply to say there's little bumps along the road. You know, and it's not to to, to simplify things, but there are bumps along the road with supply chains and lots of businesses. And these are huge multinational organisations, and their job really is to secure whether it's chips or whether it's steel to make cars or whatever whatever product you're buying out there in the market. Um, their, their, their resources are, are, are huge and buying power and it won't, it won't last uh, forever I don't
5: think so mm. uh, Petrol, diesel, hybrid, full electric still an amalgam of all or we see the figures they're moving towards the hybrid electric for sure when you see that is a growth area but uh, I, myself and Tony are blue in the face maybe talking about this are trying to speculate in the future is, are they all there still?
4: they're all there still at, at, at the moment i think it was 13% of all cars bought in in july were pure pure electric but we only have to look across the water in, in the uk pure diesel is down to 5% of the overall market mm. so but in ireland here we're roughly the same between petrol and and diesel for a business obviously you can claim back the vat on your on your diesel model but in in the irish market we're looking at petrol and diesel around 25, 26% each of the overall market, and then there's a, a plethora of, uh, you know, plug-in hybrids, petrol hybrids, which is mainly Toyota, uh, making up the, the rest. So petrol is number one, about 29%, diesel 27%, uh, petrol-electric hybrid is about 20%, and then pure electric 13% of the overall market. It is, it is growing. I would say to people, if you're thinking about going that route, you know. The danger is there's a great incentive out there from the government at the moment, uh, up to a grant of ten thousand euros, and it will be terrible to go in in January and find that you know it's, it's cut back to seven or six, or mm. maybe they leave it to the same. But it, it, it's a huge incentive there at the moment uh, to buy a pure electric car.
5: Interesting, interesting. Look, I have to let you go for the day today. I wish you well because we have a, a in this to talk to now on the show. Thank you for joining us and good Thank luck sir. with the year ahead.
4: Take care. Mind yourselves.
5: Bye bye. Bye bye. That Thank is uh, the MD there of the Opel Group, uh, James Brooks. Tony, when you talk about Astra, Macha, uh, Grandland, and across the range of Opel cars, yeah. they have a terrific range. What would be your, your snip? You know, you were asked for a a snip of, of one of the cars to say, you know, that Opel I particularly love. What I would you say, go for?
10: The one that really opened the eyes is the new Astra, Jerry. There's no question at all about that. Well, everything else, the Mocha is unique in its own way. Grandland, very interesting especially the latest version that has a lot of new aspects to it. The the amount of technology, the pure panel system, two 10-inch digital panels on on the Astra, and a lot of safety stuff. So the big change, to mark the change, to see where Astra has come on, any past or present Astra people out there at the moment to see how... Where put in putting me words to see the improvement in the car. Go and look at the Astra.
5: Great stuff. And now we're joined on the line by our second guest today in our motoring feature, and I'm delighted to say hello to her. She's head of marketing with Nissan Ireland or Nissan Ireland, whatever way you want to pronounce it. Jean McGann. Hello, Jean.
0: Hi, Terry. Thanks for having me on.
5: No, not at all. And I want to talk to you in particular about your uh, uh, make and the whole area of hybrid uh, vis-a-vis electric. You are one of the uh, motor companies who are to the vanguard in this, leading the way. Talk to me a bit about, you know, migrating people or, or talking to your customers and putting the scenarios to them to get them to migrate in this direction. Is it difficult?
0: I don't know that it's difficult, uh, Jerry. I think it's just, it's, it's, it's early days yet for the market. Um, Obviously, as you, as you suggested, uh, Nissan were one of the vanguards um, with the introduction of the Nissan LEAF. So we're actually, believe it or not, the LEAF is almost 12 years old this year. Mm. Um, so uh, it's gone through many guises during that time, but we've 12 years of EV expertise that's building up behind us. And that was 100% electric. And I think a very, um, uh, brave move by Nissan globally to put all the all 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 the resources into developing the electric vehicles.
6: Mm. Um,
0: obviously, within you know a market, and you're looking at consumer. Consumers are at different stages all the time, and um, so you've got to look at a very different, um, you know, kind of different types of drive trains that suit a consumer's particular stage in their life. So you've moved from a mild a petrol or a diesel into a mild hybrid engine into a hybrid engine, and then up to um, uh, 100% uh, battery-powered. And it just depends on the consumer as to where they are on that journey. And our dealers, I suppose, are there to try to help and advise uh, customers to that effect. Um, at Nissan, we have a number of, um, a big slew of electrified vehicles due in later on, starting with the new area later on this month, in a scenario with 100% electric. But we're also bringing in kind of hybrid versions and a unique hybrid version as well for nissan which is called e-power which basically is a hybrid engine um uh, but it has a battery and it has an electric uh, or sorry a battery and a, a petrol engine in it but in which is unique to the nissan or to the hybrid market it actually always drives on the electric engine so the uh, or the electric battery, so the the petrol engine in the background acts like a generator to supply power to that particular battery. So um, lots of choice coming mm. through for, for for Nissan dealers nationwide.
5: What's your most popular model?
0: Oh, the Qashqai. Is it? Um, the by
5: Qashqai. a mile, yeah? By, oh, yeah. by by a
0: distance, yes. Yeah, by distance, yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, the Qashqai has been phenomenal success. Um, and, uh, you know, Nissan were instrumental in introducing the kind of the, the crossover uh, type vehicle. Mm. And what's brilliant about the new Aria, is that it, it, which is coming later this month, is that it's merging that EV expertise, but also the crossover design that we brought about with, with the introduction of the Qashqai. So it's two of our biggest successes merged into one vehicle, which is very exciting.
4: For
5: financing a a, a a purchase from you where are people mostly looking they the, um, yourselves offer finance I'm sure as well uh, as all the other dealers do or you know you have your bank option your local credit union your savings well, what's sort of the uh, the the greater part of people purchasing where are they going
0: yeah it's a mix of all really Jerry um you know uh, we're still seeing a lot of people coming in with their own finance which they've arranged directly through their own banks or through the credit union or whatever. Mm. However, it's becoming increasingly popular to go down the dealer finance route, which would involve, um, you know, kind of finance deals such as PCPs um, or uh, customer or consumer direct leasing options and yes. stuff like that. So that um, it's just making that uh, step into a new vehicle really affordable for a customer. And it's also then, I suppose, the benefit of a PCP is that you're coming out with guaranteed residual values by the dealership. Um, and it's uh, you know, they're offered in at a really attractive monthly price. So, and it's funny actually how people's minds are changing in terms of financing cars because they're starting to move towards a type of mobile phone type option where they're looking at driving as a mobility um, subscription as opposed to, you know, buying and owning a car directly. Do you know what I mean? So we're so used to mobile phone type subscription policies that it's, 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 it's I suppose the next step in terms of vehicle financing, where a customer will go in and start looking at um, that type of model for purchasing their own car.
5: PCP, HP leasing, what dominates there?
0: Um, PCP still, um, but we're starting to see. Uh, sorry, the the uh, PCP still, and, and we're start, but we're starting to see, see an increase in terms of interest in the likes of the leasing option. Mm.
5: I'm 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 not surprised at that, at that at all. But you're well on the way. The cash guy is uh, your number one, and it's a fantastic car. the The new model as well. Tony, in in the smaller uh, type of Nissan's, what do you like there? Tony Connell of course, has driven them all.
10: Yeah, well, I've driven the new array, and they're all they're all. It's it's a massive. SUV starting off. I think it's going to start off just short of forty nine grand and it's a lot of electric in there first. Pure electric, of course. What, what so I I I'm a fan of the Duke too, and the cash guy. I love yeah. the cash guy. The cash yeah. guy starts with everything, of course, as an SUV. There's no doubt it all about. You have to have a lot of respect there for the Leaf. Mm. It started the whole electric the whole pure yes. electric drive and it's still there and it's still a beautiful car to drive, especially with the e power system that we drove recently enough. Uh, see, there's so much technology there. Gene has hit on it. <clears throat> and you are surrounded by Nissan dealers. Like there are long-established long Nissan dealers in, in, in border counties. in to Mead, in, in the area too. But the aspect of it is there. you need to go in and study this and sit down and have a good chat because there's a lot of technology. The one interesting thing I would say about the e-powers and the, the, the hybrids of To do what to say on the tin. That's what I find. And especially if you're disciplined a bit. Yeah. It happens. There's no yes. question at all about it. And if you could pop a thing there into eco mode, they will return the, the uh, consumption, the mileage, and all that for you. So, so the, the new Duke, very interesting. A lot of stuff happening there, Jerry. In this, and listen, at the moment, a hell of a lot.
5: A hell of a lot is right, folks. I have to leave it there for today. Thank you so much for joining me, Gene. Again, I wish you well too uh, with Nissan and all your dealers around the northeast and beyond this coming uh, year to the end of 2022. Thanks so much for taking a call.
0: Thanks, Harry.
5: Take care, and Tony, talk to you again next month, Tony. Bye. Thanks, bye. bye Jerry. Take care, Tony Connellan there, a motoring man. Bridesmaids you hold on. Always reminds me of the movie. The end of the movie. Wilson Phillips and Hold On on your late lunch this Tuesday afternoon. What a great movie that was. I'd watch it again. Not many movies I'll watch a second or third time, but I'd watch it because it is so funny. Anyway, our Louise, are you all listening? Pay attention. She will only say this once. I'll she keep
8: you cool in the evening. going
5: to keep you cool in bed tonight. <laughs> now, don't take that up the wrong way. She's going to tell you what she does to keep cool. Tell us. It's just
8: a hack that nobody really thinks of. So okay. keeping cool in this heat with your water bottle, your hot water bottle. No. Except you fill it uh, two thirds of the way with ice cool water, well, cool water, and then pop it in the freezer for a few hours. Bring it to bed with you. And I like the hot water that it keeps the hot water, it keeps the water cool all night.
5: And what about the yeah. burns you're going to wake up with on your feet or wherever you put it in the morning, the ice burns? What do you do about well, those?
8: Well, you don't wake up with hot water burns. <laughs> I hope not anyway.
5: <laughs> so w- what you're saying is, let's clarify this. <laughs> Everyone will be heading for the GPs and they'll be suing us tomorrow. You don't freeze the bottle solid.
8: No, 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 no. Just oh, all cool right. like.
5: Just cool. Yeah. Just chill it down in the, in the freezer. It's
8: like you don't yeah. go to bed with a, a scalding hot water <laughs> bottle either. You know, it's common sense. Have it's just cool and it just keeps you cool.
5: Have you ever heard of what she's talking about, folks? A cool water bottle, not a hot water bottle, a cool water bottle. Anybody out there do this or can tell it? Does it work for you? Yes, you yeah. Tell us because mm. it works for you and it keeps your whole body cool or your feet or what do you want Well, no, keep? my
8: feet are always cold <laughs> anyway.
5: So where do you put the bottle?
8: Well, just kind of around, you know, the way you wake up around your body area. Yeah, like
5: that. OK. Mm. Tips for keeping cool at night. Leave your windows open. Yep. Yeah. Uh, But if you don't want
8: flies and all that Uh,
5: coming in The flies sleep at night in the dark. They won't bother you. Uh, (laughs) uh, Take the duvets off the beds. That's for sure. You can have a fan in the room, a cool down thing. You know, there's a lovely one, a Dyson do one that... It cools and heats but it cools as well and circulates I think there's a many hacks but anyway if you don't want to spend a fortune sleep you outside it, you could you could you could sleep on the floor of the bedroom as well that's another option as well tips to cool down at night if you can help us at all i beat Louise's cool water bottle 086 1800 658 by WhatsApp or text after three it's the Spice Girls and Ken Murray tells us when Olivia phone Ken one of the biggest sporting events and social events in the calendar here in Ireland is coming up next week. The Dublin Horse Show opens on the 17th of August and runs until the 21st. You can purchase tickets at ticketmaster.ie forward slash Dublin Horse Show or visit DublinHorseShow.com for more information. I have a family pass to give away today. Two adults and three children. The RDS stands for the Royal Dublin Society. Well done, Mags Donnelly. That family pass is yours. And I will have another one to give away on late lunch tomorrow afternoon. Alfie was on to us to say, Louise, that he called his first daughter Olivia after the brilliant Olivia Newton-John. Isn't that nice? That's He, lovely. he loved her so much. Now, we're getting a, a number of hacks uh, to add to Louise's uh, chilled, hot, chilled water bottle. I better not say the word hot. Her chilled water bottle for the hot nights uh, to keep cool. Ahead, we hope. Uh, They are ahead, I can tell you that. It is going to be hot the next few nights. Not so much tonight, but after tonight, I think certainly it is. Joanne has a tip. What did Joanne say? To take your... Take the bed
8: sheets off, fold them up. Put them in a freezer bag put the freezer bag into the freezer for a few hours and they're lovely and cool when you put them back on the bed
5: there you go that's a uh, an interesting one um we have another one there sean uh, sean McGardle is on us from the Dock. if you dampen your drapes with the top window open then convection of current hot air rises cold air comes in to take its place uh, and the air outside will cool the room. You studied this for your leaving, Sarah. Yeah, a an, long
8: time got ago. got an
5: A. You got an A, uh, yeah. Well, What's Sean talking about there? It's something
8: got to do with the law of convection. Is and it? Uh, yeah, I think warm air is lighter than cold air. So okay. the air rushes in to replace it. All right. The cold, water, the cold air rushes in to replace the warm air. Okay. Okay. So it keeps you cool.
5: Interesting, <laughs> Sean. Uh, it works for Sean. He said it works. It works. Does pink. he
8: have to like you know dampen the whole lot of the drapes? Like or just like throw a bucket of water. <laughs>
5: He gets a he gets a hose pipe and can he not to destroy and destroy the drink. He, he gets a hose pipe and drenches up. And there's a hose pipe band. No, there's not <laughs> but that'll no, be a big No, you'd go mad if there was. <laughs> don't get me started on that. That's another soapbox matter that I don't want to get into today, but if I do get into it I won't stop until I really put my blood pressure through the roof in a country that's rained on for the greater part of the year, has loads of rivers and lakes, ample storage, <laughs> surrounded by water oh, the you've, island. You've How can <laughs> you require a hose pipe band? are we yes we are still the banana republic that I've always suspected Mr Geldof could sing it today and still be relevant watch this space I'm going to tell you something else this winter we're in trouble when it comes to gas and storing gas other countries are making provisions we are just saying ah it'll be all right. it'll be alright we'll be okay they love us in Europe they do in their backsides love us in Europe but they're last in the line and we'll be last in the line this winter I can see actually I honestly can see uh, and I hope I'm wrong I hope there are not do you remember power cuts do you remember there used to be power cuts do you no
6: there'd
5: be power cuts in the winter they cut off the power the boys are going strike they can't do it anymore they're not allowed to do it anymore which is great but uh we could face rationing of power this year uh, with listening and reading and trying to make sense of what's been said. But let's hope that doesn't happen. Let's look on the bright side of life. And I'm going to now for the next while with my Artists of the Week. Yes, from their debut single, which I played yesterday, Wannabe, which topped the charts for seven weeks in the UK in the summer of 1996. Now they were riding on the crest of a wave with some commentators equating them to the Beatles and Beatlemania of the 60s. Yes, the Spice Girls followed up with two more hit singles before year end. In October '96. Uh, they released Say You'll Be There. Uh, it topped the pile with To Become One, becoming their first Christmas number one in December of the year. Spice Mania was now the order of the day with 500,000 people cramming into Oxford Street in London to see the girls switch on the Christmas lights. Incredible. Early 1997 saw them break into the challenging US market with wannabe, topping the charts there for four weeks in the spring of 97. Everyone wanted a piece of them, and their popularity even extended to publishing with their debut book, Girl Power, selling 200,000 copies within hours of its publication. Amazing. But let's stick with the music today and another Spice Girls hit.
7: The Late Lunch Artist of the Week.
6: Artist of the Week.
5: Bye, girls, who do you think you are, my artists of the week? More from them and about them on Late Lunch round about this time tomorrow afternoon, midweek Wednesday. Somebody else is on there, but convection and heat rising and falling. I'll have to study it and we'll come back to you tomorrow on that one, I promise you. Anyway, final break of the afternoon. And up next, we hear the story of the time, Olivia Rankin. Imagine your phone ringing at home one evening and you answer and the voice says Hello, it's Olivia Newton-John Well, that's exactly what happened to journalist and broadcaster and man of this parish, Ken Murray Hello, Ken Yeah, Jerry, it's a little bit more sophisticated than that (laughs) I'm trying to simplify it for the listeners but anyway, there is a backstory to this You were actually to head to America to meet her What year are we talking about, Ken?
3: Well, I'll just explain the background. As you know, I wrote Dana's autobiography called All Kinds of Everything. And when Dana hit the big time uh, back in 1970, uh, she became very friendly with Cliff Richard and his band The Shadows. And Bruce Welch, who was in The Shadows, was at the time, around 1971, um, a boyfriend of Olivia Newton-John. And one night, Dana was appearing at the London Palladium and Bruce Welch and Olivia Newton-John arrived in. Dana had her own TV series on the BBC and Olivia Newton-John, I think, had been signed up by EMI Records and was looking to get TV exposure. So she became a regular guest on Dana's TV series. So when I was doing uh, Dana's book, she was telling me about all the famous people she knew and she kept in touch with and so on. And in the summer of 2009... I was going to Los Angeles and I, I got this uh, idea into my head that I might try and track down somebody famous to interview. And I had two people in mind. One was Rod Temperton. And you're going to say, who in the name of God is Rod Temperton? Yes. Rod Temperton holds a unique place in the history of music. He wrote Thriller for Michael Jackson. Ah. And it's the biggest selling album of all time. But Rod used to be the keyboard player in a band called Heathwave. Heatwave were on GTO records with Dana, the Dooleys, Billy Ocean and Donna Summer. So Dana knew Rod Temperton quite well. You should check out his uh, Wikipedia entry. He wrote hits for tons of people. Famous Uh, man. Yeah, late 70s, early 80s. But uh, Rod was a guy I was was a fan of. I wanted to get hold of him. The alternative was Olivia Newton-John because Dana knew her. And they, they were old friends when Dana lived in London. But when Olivia Newton-John moved to America, they sort of lost contact. But, you know, they, they knew who they were and so on. So uh, I was having no luck with Chrysalis Records trying to get hold of uh, Rod Temperton. And Dana's brother, John, had a contact number for Olivia Newton-John. The plan was I would go to L.A. I spoke to our manager, Michael Caprio. We were going to meet in some restaurant in West Hollywood. I think it was a place called One Pico. It's down beside the beach. And uh, the plan was I'd meet her on the Tuesday and basically do a feature for the Irish Independent about life since Greece. Three days before the interview, uh, Michael rang me and said, I'm sorry, but she has to go to Las Vegas on that particular day. I'm really sorry about this. Can you do it on the Thursday, which was two days later? And I said... Sorry, I'm actually going home on the Wednesday. Uh, so that looked like the end of that. But thanks very much for all your help. So he said, leave it with me. I'll see what I can do. And a um, couple of weeks passed. Next thing, one evening out of the blue, I got a phone call and it came up my phone zero zero one three zero one, And I said, that's a Los Angeles number. And this female voice on the other end of the phone said, hello, is that Ken Murray? Yes, I'm Chloe. Uh, my mum, Olivia, would like to talk to you. And thus began uh, <laughs> an interview with Olivia Newton-John. Now, I wanted to talk to her mainly about her career since Greece and the movie Xanadu, but she wanted to plug a thing she had an investment in called a Live Aid, a Live Aid is a breast cancer detection device. Yes. it turns out that in explaining what a LiveAid was and how it worked and where it was available in Ireland, we then proceeded to talk about her career since Greece so um, it was quite a surprise to get a phone call out of the blue yes. me at home in dulik and there was Amelia Nathan <laughs> John on the other end of the line and you've read the piece in the Irish I yes. sent it on to you I have published in, in 2009 yeah, yeah so I have
5: it Ken and it makes interesting reading and people can read it online you should check it out it's a very interesting article as you said it started uh, about our uh, investment but it went on then of course to, to, to reflect on our career as well I wasn't wrong when I said at the start you were in the at home, the phone rings and it says hello, I'm Olivia Newton-John. What a story. Yeah. It's fantastic. Well, of course we had to tee it up. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. But you
3: didn't expect it. Yeah, No, I wasn't expecting it, no, but in the course of the interview, I remember, while well, the interview went fine. She was very nice, very polite and, of course, Dana was my in, if you, if mm, you Yes, know. yes. Uh, Dana was my in and um, I remember asking her about a boyfriend she had called Patrick McDermott And Patrick McDermott um, made the news he was in a relationship with Olivia Newton-John and then one day he disappeared. And the reports at the time were that he had walked into the Pacific Ocean and committed suicide. But when I asked her about this, she she was quite emphatic that she wouldn't talk about it. She was fed up with all the questions about Patrick McDermott uh, and basically said, now, can we move on to the next question? Mm. And I couldn't work out whether that she was fed up with the questions about Patrick McDermott or was it that she knew something she didn't want to let on. And it turned out that a year or two later, Patrick McDermott surfaced in Mexico and he had fled California because uh, his wife was chasing him to get him into court for maintenance payments. Oh, and there you go. He's the proverbial runner. but He but was, was alive very, and I, well. very polite. And she spoke in the interview about coming to Ireland in the late 60s, early 90s with a man called John Farrar. John Farrar wrote nearly all the songs that she recorded, particularly the ones on the Grease
5: yes. album. Yes. Well, Ken, when I tell you, I have to leave it there today or I'm going to be shot. And we have Olivia lined up to play, with Thank you so much for joining me and telling your story. Okay, Jerry. Thanks for joining me. Take care now. Bye-bye. And there's only one way to leave you today. In the company of Miss Olivia Newton-John with our biggest selling song ever. Yes, it's physical on your late lunch and we'll be back physically 1.30 tomorrow. All we need is you. Eddie Caffrey's on the way. We'll see you then. Here she is.
3: Podcasts. With CNC Carpets, we bring the showroom to you or book a new showroom appointment on 87 660
1: Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, if. only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com switch.
2: Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active mint customers by 531 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG.
7: It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves.